afternoon. Good morning, everyone. Uh, it's the Kirkenbauer Half an Hour here. Me, Bill Kirkenbauer, your host and my associates here tonight, uh, Chad Watson. Um, and Chad is joining us for the first time tonight, actually. And the ever-present Jason Wallet. How are you guys doing? What's up? Who's doing this? Good. This is oh, me. Oh, it's Chad. Hi, Chad. How you doing? I'll, I'll get out of the way let you say something. Oh, no, I'm doing good. I'm good. Say Just... something, Chad. Uh, my name is Chad. I'm happy to be here. It's going to be a good show. <laughs> well, that's good. That's, that's the most like generic sports. thing that yeah, can come out of my mouth. Really going to hit good tonight. <laughs> that's pretty good. That's good. I liked it. That's good. It, it, it worked. Okay. That's good. This is so, the Kirk and Bauer half an hour, of course. Look for us on social media. Uh, right now, we're at anchor.fm slash half an hour, and that's H-A-F-F-E-N-H-A-U-E-R. Look for us there. Look for us on the Facebook group, and look for the Twitter at half an hour, H-A-F-F-E-N-H-A-U-E-R. You know, somebody was just talking to me the other night uh, saying, you know, it was a good name for the show, but, you know, you got to spell it for people. And I go, well, yeah, but it's such a good name for a show. It's, uh, it's, but, a, it's, see, it's assuming, look, it's assuming they know how to spell my name, first of all. I look at it as the password. Too, okay. You know? Oh, that's good. That's a good way to look at it. The shibboleth that gets you into the show. You got to learn how to spell it and then yeah. you get in, you know? So yeah. it's a, it's a checksum. It, it's, 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 yeah. it's a code word. It's, it lets the, it lets the hit people in. You may have a minute, you might have a day. A month is much too much, or wouldn't you say? A second is too short, an eon too long. A week is just stupid, and so is this song. Ooh, everybody's got a half an hour. Haven't you got a half an hour? This bill only needs a half an hour. So come in and stay. So we're, uh, we're we're here doing our show. We do it for about a half an hour. About. Yeah, you know, I think we're going through a lot of uh, a metamorphosis here, if mm-hmm. you will, a change. I like to uh, make a comparison that uh, if you look at the way Bugs Bunny looked like when he was first uh, created and where he looked at, say, 10 years later. <laughs> Okay, and the same, and I think the same with Elmer Fudd. That is you look so at the funny. Early Elmer Fudds, he was one thing, but you know, it changed. It got better. It changed a little, and 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 it ended up with the Elmer Fudd that we all love. So I think what we're really doing is going through a little change here. We're finding our voice. We've you know done some shows. We're going to start having guests uh, pretty soon. We were figuring that out. We're spending, uh, I mean, tens of dollars on this show (laughs) to put equipment. We have to buy equipment. It's not as simple as it seems, but we're really isn't. No, no, no. So we're spending tens of dollars on the budget here uh, to, uh, to, to make it so we can do things like maybe go live and have people call in. And it's just not an easy thing. And I don't know anything about it, but these two guys, Chad and uh, Jason (laughs) figure it out. They talk about stuff. I have no idea, but we're here. We're talking. Good evening. And uh, we have a subject for tonight as we usually do. Okay. And um, uh, it's a subject with which I I myself am not that versed on, which which is a good thing. That's what Larry King used to say. He said he always liked having people come on and and, uh, and not know, not do the opposite of what they tell you you should do when you have somebody on research or if they're an author, read their book. But he used to like to come at things from an ignorant kind of perspective. 
because then you have these organic questions. But anyway, we're going to talk about uh, depression tonight. Okay. Um, I think they call it clinical depression. It has a first name, clinical depression. And uh, I did a little research. I myself, uh, I don't think, uh, uh, suffer from it, if that's what you want to call it, suffer from it. How about live with it? That's a better thing. Um, but <laughs> enjoy it, yeah, suffer from it, it, like like other people enjoy it. it. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but not I'm, suffer from it. Not me. I fucking love it. Okay. Okay. Well, this is how you guys. Uh, the thing is that both of these gentlemen uh, say that they, they they have problems with depression. So I thought I might mm-hmm. make a good subject for tonight. And I personally know some good friends of mine that uh, that do. I mean. Openly tell me, you know, I, I, I hate trouble with depression, blah, blah, blah. So instead of me talking and going on and on about it, uh, it's kind of like listening to other people talk about diabetes when they don't know shit. They think they <laughs> ate too much sugar. Uh, so why don't, why, don't, why don't you, Jason, tell me what, what your experience is with it, and then we'll, we'll go to Chad, and you can tell me about it, explain it to me like I'm a, a five-year-old, okay? Um, let's see. So how long, uh, okay, let me start. Okay, all right. <laughs> how long have you... Think you have had depression? I, I I generally tell people it's been for the the most of my adult life. So so once once I was no longer a teenager, I think it's when. Okay, so you say like twenty? Yeah, probably half my life at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, twenty, twenty one, twenty two. I'm forty six now. So how does how does it manifest itself? You just don't give a shit about anything. I mean, you really. It's 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 the reason looking back, and it took me a while to figure out. That uh, that I actually I actually ended up flunking out of college my junior year because of it, and there was a time that I was just I mean uh, unable to get out of bed from before like five six at night, and that was really just to go down to the cafeteria. So it was just survival. <laughs> was was it because of pressure? No, to college you just didn't have no. Uh, I mean, I'm assuming you have friends. I mean, even the sure. nerdiest, nerdiest sure. people in college find sure. people to have. I had friends. I, I had a major that I was very interested uh-huh. in. I had the college radio station that I really enjoyed. Um, there were there were some there were some things about the school that I really didn't like. But under the circumstances, I really should have been able to, you know, do what I was supposed to do. But instead. I was pulling this like Howard Hughes all nighters and just oh, watching the what, same studying? movie over and over. Uh, oh, watching yeah. the same movie over and over. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that, 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 cop- that, that's that sounds a little OCD ish. <sighs> Actually, I don't know. you know, and they do say they do say they say a lot of these things go hand in hand, like OCD yeah. and anxiety and depression and panic mm-hmm. disorder and all that stuff. I yeah, see. Chad. Oh, I was going to say what what you're talking about. A lot of this what were you is, saying, it, Chad? Oh, what I was going to say, we, you're talking about watching the same movie over and over and just not giving a shit and staying in bed. Mm-hmm. Everything you're saying is, I can relate yeah. to a lot. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, I had a, uh, I, I, I overslept on exam day and oh. I just ended up making these tearful phone calls to people to please, please allow me to take the exam. And. I didn't even know. I didn't understand what was happening to me. I really thought it was. I thought it was a personality flaw. I didn't realize that it could be mitigated with a number of different things, like therapy, medication, things like that. And uh, I just knew that I had 
fucked up royally, and I went to see the, uh, what do you call it, the department head. The dean. Counselor. Yeah, the dean of the communications department. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I, told him, I told him I didn't understand what was happening to me, and... You know, this was the 90s. This was the mid-90s. No, no, people people should have people should know what that is and what it looks like. Right. I was a kid. Right. And all I got for him all I got from this guy was uh yeah, if I was your parents, I'd beat the shit out of you. Really? Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Wow. Shout out shout out to Jay Pappas. How you doing, putty? <laughs> <laughs> Well, the, uh, that's the and that's the guy that run, that runs the place. That's not that's not like a counselor. No, that's he's the, the yeah, he's that's like the, the captain yeah. of the ship. That's not yeah. the, yeah. the Bozeman. Yeah, he was the he was the uh, I guess the dean of the now, or, have you the ever, head of the radio uh, radio TV department. So, uh, when did you first figure it out? When did you? Because if you're going to fix something or at least deal with it, you have to know you know what you're fighting. There's a well, big after difference I, between yeah, going yeah. after a deer and going after a bear. Absolutely. Well, I mean, I mean, and there's there's a lot in between. You know, there were a few lost years after I left college where I didn't go back home and made some, you know, questionable decisions, you know. Um, Did any of your relationships contribute to this? <sighs> you mean or friends? Help? No, I mean girls. Oh yes, of course. I was a serial monogamist, and you know, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, I was probably very codependent at the time too. But uh, yeah, I stayed out there for a couple of years and uh, had a nervous breakdown, and finally called my folks. And it was at the end of the '90s that I ended up coming coming back home. Now, mm-hmm. uh, it was only then that I really started. Uh, even figuring out what it was. But around this time, I also started having these, uh, I mean, imagine you're getting mugged in like an alleyway and, uh, you know, there's a gun in your back. That kind of a fear, a constant That kind of a fear, except there's no mugger, there's no alley. It reminds me of uh, a joke Stephen Wright, the wonderful genius Stephen Wright. Yes. He has his... You ever like lean back in your chair? Yes. And obviously think you're going to fall backwards? I feel and maybe like not, that maybe I'm all the fit, time. Yeah. I feel like that all the time. Yep. That's exactly it. That's exactly it. It's the, it's the, it's the complete lack of comfort or familiarity or stability. Now, do, you have, do you have to have bad things happen to you to get depressed? Or can you have a great life? You got a nice girlfriend. You got money. You sure. You want, and you're still... Depressed. That that mm-hmm. will happen a lot of times, though. The bad choices and the uh, you know the the lifestyle, the loss of like quality of life. A lot of that, a lot of that goes hand well, in hand. Do you think some of these are? Do you think that some of these are self fulfilling? Possibly bad choices. Possibly. No. Yeah, possibly. I mean, I only know. I only know how to how to relate it to my own my own mental space. So, I mean, it took, it's taken 20 years for me to figure it out and find the right, the combination of (laughs) of things. And of course the maturity and, yes, you know, I think we ask a lot of young people really fucking early in their lives. And some people rise to the challenge and and other people, other people want to hide in bed all day. And that's what I do. Yeah. I remember when my my son was in his last couple of years of uh, high school. And uh, he got homeschooled a lot from 
the, the high school. They, the, the high school sent teachers over to the house mm -hmm. uh, because he had a hard time. Anyway, we won't get in. Uh, but they, but he, I used to look at his books in high school, and I go, Jesus, I don't remember having to learn this shit. <laughs> I mean, I remember fractions, and I hated that shit, you know? Uh, and I would look at his books and go, oh, my God, they have to know so much more now. I mean, I really slid through. <laughs> so did I. Mean, I. So I in didn't math, know. particularly. Uh, I, oh, math. I was yeah. terrible at math. Oh. I would just, uh, you know, but, but, but now I think kids have to know so much more than they used to. And that's a lot of pressure. That's like mm. working for a big company and then be social and then go do whatever, you know, cheerleading, football, <sighs> golf, whatever shit. You do. Just being functional, just yeah. doing what it takes to be functional and productive so, so is, let me add, is yeah. so painful when you suffer from depression. It's painful totally to do right. normal things and people yeah. don't understand how it manifests itself into all you want to do is sleep really that's the answer and that's well, and that's really how it how it how it uh how it worked for me when I, now as, as things went on and you did you have to self-diagnose yourself or did you have to go to somebody finding and they go oh yeah little of this little of that first of all it was the the panic attacks uh -huh. you know First, it was the panic attacks. It was, uh, uh, it was around, uh, it was, well, it was 2000. It was like October of 2000 I had my first panic attack, and I ended up going to the emergency room in an ambulance because I thought I was having a heart attack. Right. Uh, and that's happened one other time uh, since then, but I've been, I've been almost pretty much symptom-free for like, say, six, seven years. Um, and and did, w w why is that? Did you do you take some drugs for it? Uh, yeah, yeah, I have. Uh huh. I have a few medications. Now, I, I, I always and I, and I know a lot about this. My son had to take medications, and he uh, uh, and and my wife had to figure out the right cocktail, the right mix, mm -hmm. a little bit of this, a little bit of that, and and I always hear people that are supposed to take medications. Uh, they very often stop, and the reason is, they say, it doesn't make them feel like they're truly themselves. When in reality, maybe it's just that they've gotten more used to being, you know, uh, with problem, living with yeah. a problem, than not living with a problem. And now they don't have to live with it, so maybe it feels strange. Right. Or a lot of people will say it, it cuts into their creativity. It dulls them. It right. does things like that. And I think that's why they stop paying their medication. I did. I did go through so many different different medications to find try to find the right one and some the right of them combination. Had, some of them and, had and, terrible side effects, and some right. of them some of them made me feel like I was uh, dead to the world, and others made me feel anxious all the time. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, so, along the way, along the way, they eventually figured out that there was probably some ADD in there as well, so okay. I'm being treated for that also, which kind of also. It's, you know, all these, like I said, panic and anxiety and ADD and depression, they're, they, they're kind of comorbid. You know, they kind of, mm -hmm. they, they follow, they, they, they run in the same pack yeah. oftentimes. So I found that with myself. But right now, yeah. you know, where I am in life and what I'm doing for my mental health and my physical health, and it took a long time to figure it out, the, you know, how to treat yourself holistically. 
to 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 just be able to have a a normal fulfilling fun happy life whatever you want to call it is uh is work it's a little bit of work but i'm i'm working at it life every day. is work life yeah. is work yeah. you know i don't know if, i don't know if i told you this before but you know back in the 70s i and I, I know i told the story mm-hmm. i'm not going to get it but i i joined this thing uh, called est est and it was started for Earhart's Earhart seminar training. Mm-hmm. And it was supposedly the, the secret to life. You took this seminar for a couple of weekends and they they finally you gotta get it. You gotta get it. and 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 when you all is said and done, after I am cutting the short story short, um it, it, the secret to life, mm-hmm. and they finally told you was that there is no secret to life. Yeah. Yeah, this is one of those. This is one of those trendy bullshit. You can't control anything. You know, you can't control that if you go out in the street, that some car might veer off and run you over on the sidewalk. Uh Uh You can't control whether you're going to get the uh, the flu next week. You can't control if somebody gets pissed off at you. So you really have no control, uh, as as or as much control as you think you do over life. Life is a big improv. People you don't know, want to take improv classes. They go, oh, I don't know how to improv. I go, yeah, you do. You improv every every day. Yeah. From the moment you wake up, you improvise. But you don't think about it. You don't think, oh, what do I say now? And that's what holds a lot of people up with that. But but life life is a big question mark every mm-hmm. day. Mm-hmm. And of course, everybody has that that feeling. You know, they talk about where um, the whole your whole reality is nothing but but. You know, just ghosts and 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 somebody ranging a whole life, and you're the only one that's not in on it. <laughs> the Truman Show kind of. Yes, yeah, something yeah. like that, or or that you're part of a little world, and there's another bigger world, and there's another bigger world, and you know, there's a whole a whole uh, community living on your peanut butter sandwich. You know, uh, <laughs> the different ways that people look at reality, and I don't know. See, I, that's my thing. I, I don't know. I, and you don't know what's going to happen any day. It could be good. It could be bad. I think for most people in the world, they get up and go to work and live a life. They're happy to have it be pretty much the same day after day. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you want to add to that, Chad? I mean, you, you say yeah, you, Chad, I mean, uh, you do, do depression too? What's yeah. your what's your experience if you don't want to if you don't mind sharing? I mean, yeah, no, no, I I'm really happy to talk about it. Um, as as Bill knows, I don't do them as much anymore. But I used to do a lot of Facebook live videos, and a lot of people liked them. But this is a topic I'd always talked about or wanted to talk about, but never did. But I, I started, I guess, in my mid twenties, uh-huh. started realizing something was kind of off, and then by my thirties. Like I knew something was bad at that point in time. I was drinking severely heavy and just completely miserable. Mm. And, and like I, I did self-medicating. Yes, 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 exactly. And, and I'd been diagnosed with panic disorder. And like Jason said, I'd had some vicious panic attacks, ended up in the hospital and mm. I just chalked mm. it all up. I've got some wacko anxiety disorder. I never thought I really had anything extra, you know? And it wasn't. Well, let me ask. Let me ask you. Let me ask if you relate to this feeling, Chad. Let me ask if you relate to this feeling. They hook you up. Mm-hmm. They take your blood. They uh-huh. do an X-ray. You're there for a couple of hours, and they come in and tell you you're fine. Are you oh. a little disappointed? I paid you. I want to be sick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. 
I are guess you disa- are you a little disappointed? I'm relieved there's nothing wrong with my heart or anything because I mean I've been hooked up to EKGs and the full shebang. Them thinking yep. I was going to die. Yep. Um, and if, but I, I guess I, I want an answer. Yeah. I'm, I'm not, I'm not pissed because they told me I'm fine. I'm pissed because I wanted a damn answer. <laughs> you know what I mean? You, you want to have an answer? Yeah. You well, want exactly. a name? Well, yeah. You want a name for the? That's tomato, na- tomato. I think. You want a name for the dog? You want to go? Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's right. And, That's it. And and like you said, the, I've been, they've guinea pigged me on so many meds. It's ridiculous. And finally, uh, mm-hmm. my my wife was like, you know, you ought to go try seeing a counselor and seeing what's wrong and actually going to a doctor and telling them your problems. And so yeah. I went and told my doctor what was up. And immediately, within 30 seconds early after four questions, they misdiagnosed me with bipolar disorder, stuck me on a medication that was dropping my blood sugar. That was one of the side effects. I gained a bunch of weight, all this shit. And anyway, I suffered with this stuff. And I've had like breakdowns where I lay in bed for like a week or a few weeks and all kinds of stuff. And um, I eventually got to see a psychiatrist and my diagnosis was severe major depressive disorder. And, you know, like you said, all you want to do is lay in bed and you don't give a shit. I've had a so hard a time holding jobs and things. My, I worked at that brain injury rehab for nine years. That's the longest job I've ever held, or I'll hold one for a year or two, mm-hmm. or just I, I'm terrible with jobs because I hate it. I, I know that I could be doing, I should probably be doing something else. I enjoy more for a living and like, and just, I, I just, mm-hmm. that, that's a whole different thing. I, I, I start getting this stuff in my head. I think about like, yeah, entire worldview things and the, the whole perspective of life. And it starts weighing me down. And the best way to put it is imagine like the worst physical pain you can imagine, like being set on fire. I don't know what it would be, but, but it's, yeah. but it's your emotions. And I just completely melt down. Yeah. Being just being really uncomfortable in your own skin and just, yeah, it for me it for me it definitely uh, it definitely manifested itself as a, as a bit of an imposter syndrome where it was like, well, what what right do you have thinking you're anybody, and why do you think you can do certain things? And it's kind of kept me, it's kept me from uh, from uh, following through on a lot of things. But like I said, uh, for me the journey has kind of come to a place where I'm starting to understand and get ahead of things like this. So it's good. It's good to talk about stuff like this. I think. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And, and it's hard cause yeah, none I've of my heard friends this, understand. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, it is a, it is a shibboleth um, mm-hmm. among, among people who suffer from this kind of thing. Uh, the sensations that we all tend to have in parallel uh, with each other. And I, I think, I think to, to, to know that it's not just you, I mean, it all, it, it, it hits us all with, with a certain amount of English, I think, but, and it's all a little bit different, but in a way it's all the same because, you know, it kind of keeps you, it keeps you from thinking too much of yourself or, or what a normal amount is. Uh, okay, let, let, let me, when you say thinking too much, see, this is this is what I think. Okay, not coming from another side, is that I think people tend to freak themselves out. Mm-hmm. I think you you get little dialogues in your head about what's going to happen or Absolutely. what could happen, and it's really some of this. I think is kind of, and I do this myself. I think everybody I has it, but I don't I think... go to bed for two weeks. But, <laughs> right, but I'm just but I'm just saying that you you, you think about things, you know. Here's another example, I, and, and this is very, these two are very similar. You, you ever been in the ocean, 
mm-hmm. and you're in the mm-hmm. ocean and you th- and you're out there maybe a little bit and you think uh, like okay what is underneath me it's such a vast <laughs> such a va- I mean that could be two miles of fucking distance between me and and the floor of this ocean and it's just so scary sounding like like oh my god I'm in in this big ocean and all this stuff underneath me and I, and the unknown of what the hell is underneath me and how really high up I am over over you know the other thing was when I first bought a house on the golf course years ago, and I'd always lived in a, like a townhouse with no room at all, maybe a yard. And when we lived in this house, we moved to this golf course. I used to go out there with my dog and sometimes by myself, and it was a big open uh, area, huge open area of, of golf. And mm-hmm. I would go out there, and it was dark, and there was no street lamps or anything. I could see where the houses were, but it freaked me out. I got scared like a five-year-old boy. And we'd go running back to the house, oh, yeah. going, Phew, it's scary, like you think, the, you know, something's going to get you. So, so what I'm saying is that sometimes these big things that we, that we think about in our head tend to overwhelm us and get to us. And, and, and I, sometimes I think uh, uh, when there's a point at which you're called upon to do something, they, they call it choking. Yeah. Because you freaked yourself out. Right. You freaked yourself out so much thinking about what's going to happen or the pressure and all that, that it, and it depresses you. The, it, just the thought of the overwhelmingness of things sometimes get to people. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Does that make sense? It. It's, 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 I always think of it as, uh, and, and this was a realization I had uh, a few years ago about my own fear of heights. You know, everybody gets. Right. You know, I hate heights. A lot of people get squicked out with they heights. They scare me away. Yes. They scare yes. me, but I want to, I get, and here you go. And this is perfect. I, I went to Hoover Dam once, and I started thinking, boy, that'd be fun to kind of jump. Oh, that's it. Oh, yes. I think that's I could what fly. What I was going to say I is. I fly. And yeah. then you go, that's a scary fucking thought. That's it. And that's the scary thought. I need to get away thought. from the edge of this. It's not that I don't yeah. trust this structure. I'm afraid of what I might do. Right. That's the fear of heights, man. That's that you exactly think you right. really might like to jump, and that's so scary. How fucking out of control are you of your own psyche and your own body and your own mental state when you back away from the railing because you're afraid you might jump? Right. I, I, I'll be honest <laughs> yeah. with you. I used to have that thought about my son, my baby son, when I take him on these cruise ships. You know, you get to the railing, and these things are, you know, 20 stories <laughs> what tall. What if I just toss him? <laughs> I know. I mean, all your what life just... could change. Or no, but accidentally, like that guy, that, that grandfather <laughs> that dropped that kid off the thing. You think to yourself, oh, my God, I'm like a half an inch between living a great life and going to jail and hate myself forever. Uh, and it sir, scared ma'am, me. Sir, ma'am, didn't you come on this boat with a baby? I, I don't know what you're talking about. I have no <laughs> idea. But these are the crazy thoughts that run through our heads absolutely right? yeah, yeah. Are, the, are these the boogeymen no because, i don't know <laughs> no because then i'll talk about i'll talk about my friend keith malley from the uh, keith and the girl podcast who has said who has said and actually put to words the sensation of visiting a couple in the hospital who have just had a new baby and uh-huh. handing him the baby and the thought <laughs> What if I spike this thing like a football right now? <laughs> I know that's it. <laughs> I know these thoughts, these secret thoughts we keep to ourselves. Yeah. You know? If, or you go I out mean, to a party. That, that, cop's, want... that cop's gun is only two feet away, and he's not paying attention. What if I just grabbed it? I know. Shit like that. so quickly. Yeah, and, and, it's, and, it's, and it's a quarter of an inch away. <laughs> 
you're there. You can. Oh, I stepped over. Fuck! Why did I do that? <laughs> I could be are, on. I could be on the news in three fucking hours. Oh yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but these are see normal adults. You can suppress these things and edit and, and and keep that from happening. But you know, we drive ourselves crazy with 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 the thoughts of what's going to happen. I mean, when I travel, I've traveled so much, and I still the night before I I travel, I have to take some, a little bit of a sedative. So I don't sit there and think about Jesus. Am I going to be able to find somebody to check my luggage and how long yeah. are the lines going to be at the airport? And uh -huh. I, I hate that fucking thing, and I hope they let me on the first thing there. And oh God, I hope I don't sit next to a baby. And oh God, I hope I don't sit to, next to a big huge fat guy because I'm kind of big myself, and our shoulders won't fit together. And then they won't move me, and then I'll say something. They'll kick me off the plane. You and know? you're so and I, and I you're so the, in the vortex. You, you can't even extract. You create yourself. this stupid, unnecessary storylines in yeah. your head. And they're not necessary. Yeah. And again, going back to Est, you have no control. Nope. <laughs> you can nope. choose what airline you might get on. Nope. But you know, then you say, "Oh, I might choose this one. Oh, that one. The other one might have crashed." Well, um, maybe the one you got off of is going to be okay, and this one's going to crash, you know? So you can't, okay. Well, folks, listen, that, that, that's about a half an hour. <laughs> I, think we, I think we've wound this in there. I think all the Freudian doctors can lock their shit up, close the doors, and go home. Oh, we've done it, right? We've cracked <laughs> yeah, the fucking we've answered, code. We've yeah, cracked yeah, yeah, the yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I want to go back to the fact that there is no answer. There really but I'll tell isn't. you what the answer. Well, I'll tell you what the answer is, though. If you what? want to have a podcast, what? Go to our sponsor, Cad Audio. Hey, those guys. <laughs> yeah. See, uh, I'll tell you. Jason was telling me how I should slip these ads in yeah. instead of announcing. Oh, we're going to be doing an ad now, so I want to slip it. Anyway, <laughs> uh, one of our sponsors is Cad Audio. CadAudio.com. They make microphones and speakers and all sorts of stuff. If you want to have a podcast, or if you just want to have a, a really bad sounding garage band, Bill, Cad I bet Audio. Bill, I bet mm. this Cat Audio stuff is the most expensive gear no, ever. It's, 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 it's not cheap, but it's, it's fair. Wow. That's what you want. Fair prices. You know, there's a restaurant right across from Warner Brothers. been there ever, ever, forever. It's called the Smokehouse. Mm -hmm. Their motto is, it's called, yeah, it's a great, great place. You go, great place to go to maybe see celebrities. If you ever go to a Burbank Bur over by the Warner Brothers. Yep. Anyway, it's been around since like the 30s. Uh, and, and their motto is, Fine food at a fair price. Yes. So I always like I always say at a fair price, and Cat Audio has lots of great equipment. Are you listening to me on a CAD right now? And also our, our newest our newest uh, uh, sponsor, which is a, and I gotta say this the last time I didn't say it right, and people were misunderstanding me. It's Clear Click, Clear Click at clearclick.com. They make a great little handheld gadget that makes it so easy to dub uh, uh, audio, uh, uh, excuse me, videotapes, any kind of format mm -hmm. video that you can play back. You run into this little box. It takes a USB card. It takes a USB stick, and you can put all sorts of stuff. And I know everybody's got all those tapes and all that stuff from the, from the 70s and the 80s and the 90s, and you need to move that stuff over onto a, uh, an SD card or a USB stick because it's going to rot. It's going to rot, and don't pay some big company $300 to run off your old movies of you playing basketball in your underwear. That's a sucker's so, uh, game, folks. ClearClick, uh, ClearClick.com. <laughs> they make the ClearClick 2. It's about $139, and I love it. I wish I'd had it a long time before. It makes it so easy to dub your own uh, videotapes and put it onto digital. ClearClick.com. ClearClick.com. I wish I could show it to you. I seriously, I seriously got to get one of, things, one of these things myself. Yeah, I'm planning well, on getting uh, one. Yeah, uh, they're I mean, great. It's... They're great. I wish I'd had one years ago because I'm having to dub all this stuff, you know. 
uh, stuff. You know, actually, uh, the other oh, did I didn't I end the show? Uh, anyway, that's our sponsors. Listen, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to wrap the thing up, but I so anyway, I right, drove right off the fucking cliff. Hey, yeah. listen, come back next time for the Kirkenbauer half an hour uh, with uh, Jason Willett and uh, Chad Watson right here uh, on this show. Check us out. Tell your friends. Thanks for listening. Bye. This is a Kirkenbauer half an hour to the second power with Bill Kirkenbauer and Jason Willett. Post-production by Chad Watson. Sponsored by ClearClick and CAD Audio, a Legends of Comedy production.